0: Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message, From Chaos to Pentecost.
1: Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, Mm -hmm. and there was light. God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night, and evening in the morning was the first day. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. I want to preach right there from this subject, from chaos to Pentecost. From chaos to Pentecost. Father, speak to our heart. Let the word ring in our spirits that you can take us from our chaos to celebrate Pentecost because of the change that has come in our life. Bless us now. Jesus name. Amen. You can see the beginning of God's creation, how he created the world, the heaven and the earth and how god created such a beautiful perfect world and then lucifer comes into this beautiful perfect world and messes the world up and the world becomes chaotic confused darkness sets in it's a mess what god created that beautiful creation of God is now in trouble, it's now chaotic, it's now confusion, it's now a mess. But the Bible declares that God, the Spirit of God, moved, hallelujah, upon the face of the waters. And I want you to understand that God's Spirit can move in your life. God's Spirit can move in your chaotic situation. God's spirit can move where there is confusion and he can bring life and light. Water symbol of the holy spirit, fire symbol of the holy spirit. God's spirit can move upon a situation and convert that situation to life. Uh-huh. Let's move on down to Genesis chapter 11. And the whole earth was one language. Wow. Everyone spoke the same language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name, (laughs) Mm -hmm. lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is what? One. They unite at them. And they all have one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Let us go down. And there confound chaotic, breathe some chaotic here, their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence, from the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Because the Lord did there confound the language and all the earth, and thence the Lord scattered them abroad. Upon the face of all the earth. I read this particular passage because I want to show you chaos again. There was oneness. There was one language. There was unity. Unity of purpose. Unity of goal. Our goal is to build this tower. We call it the Tower of Babel. And because there were only one language, when I said, give me a brick, you sent me a brick. I said, send me up some mortar, you sent mortar up. Send me up a hammer, you send me a hammer. Send me up a nail, you send me a nail. Notice that the people were accomplishing their goals. You could be about an evil work, but united together, you and your evil self can commit and do the work that you want to do when you have unity in the camp. Wow. When there's oneness, we can get together, even though we're doing it for a wrong purpose, because there's unity there, it can be done. You see it? Here in this 11th chapter of Genesis, God is speaking to him. God said, okay, the people made up their mind. They're going to build this tower of Babel. God said, I've got to go down and do something. So what God does, he changes the language. Instead of there being one language, he implements all these different types of language. So I say, give me a brick, and you send me mortar. I say, send me a hammer, you send me a nail. I can't get the building up when you won't cooperate and work with me, you're working against me. And the reason that I'm working against you, I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying one thing, but when I hear it, it's coming out another language. So why is people so amazed that God allows the saints on Pentecost to experience speaking in other tongues, speaking in other language? Because when there was confusion at the Tower of Babel, it was God who instituted the different languages. Help me, Holy Ghost. Chaos at the tower. Mm-hmm. Chaos as the cosmos confused the language. He stirred up confusion, mess. You ever been a part of mess? Yay. I know you got that Snow White fresh look. You've always had these story endings, ending, storybook ending, yeah. and they lived happily never, never, never. ever after. Everything always go the way you want to go just flow la 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 but some of us re- live in the real world that we have to deal with some real mess some real chaotic situation some confusion some foolishness and everything else and God is dwelling in the midst of the mess sometimes you don't understand the chaos And the confusion that you're going through is all a part of God's plan. If he had not created chaos at the Tower of Babel, if he had not instituted the different language, the confusion, we see it, the chaos, when we get to Pentecost, we would not understand all these different languages we are hearing. But because we have an example in the Old Testament, we know God can do anything he wants to do and not cease to be who he is. He can speak, he can Russia, he can use German, he can speak in Japanese, he can confuse a language, he can get behind a situation. So before you give the devil credit for the next bit of confusion you're going through. Maybe the scripture says, in all things, to give thanks. Maybe the songwriter said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because I understand from the Tower of Babel that even though there's confusion, God is in the midst of my confusion. Oh, Jesus, help me. And so we see with the creation of the world, The chaos and the confusion, he allowed darkness to come. And that first part with creation, Mm -hmm. he creates the world. He brings order out of disorder. He separates darkness from light. And he calls the light day and the darkness he calls night. Are you seeing the separation are you seeing the order out of the confusion, the order out of the chaos? And sometimes God has to step in our life to bring order because we made a lot of confusion. I know you got those professional organizers. You give them a task and they'll come in and they'll organize special little closet makers. They'll look at your situation and they'll organize your closet or a house cleaning thing merry maids, and those different cleaning teams, they'll come in and they'll take that junky house, they'll organize it and they'll clean it for you. Of course you're gonna pay them, but they'll, they'll do that service, they'll take chaos and really give you something to celebrate with when they're finished. But what do you do when you have a good situation and it flips on you, it turns on you? It snaps and start going south and going south in a fast situation. You got to be still and know that I am God and that I will be exalted in the midst of what you're going through. God is still God. Even when I don't see God working on my situation, he's still God. Even when my situation is not turning out the way I want it to turn out, he's still God. I just have to believe within myself that when God finished taking me through this hell, it's going to turn out for his glory. God's going to get some glory out of this. God's going to get some praise out of this. The word declares that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called. According to his purpose. God knows he called me. God knows he called you. And when God finished working through your situation, he's going to bring you out. And so at the Tower of Babel, this confusion is going on. And finally, they said, you know what? All, everybody that spoke Spanish, and I know it may not have been Spanish, but whatever that language was, all the Spanish folks got together. All the Russian folks got together because they could understand one another. All the Japanese folks got together. All the Koreans got together. And they all began to scatter in little pockets of group according to the language that was spoken. You know why? Because they wanted to do it their way. They wanted to stay in one place and build this great tower to heaven. But God wanted them scattered. God knows how to get you out of the pot. Thank you, Jesus. So he scatters the language. He stirred it up. Mm-hmm. He caused confusion. He confused the language. Lord, how are you going to straighten this thing out? I don't know how I'm going to do it. Well, he knows how he's going to do it. Because God has a plan for your life. And that plan for your life is revealed in this second chapter of the book of Acts. And we find in these words recorded. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come this wasn't a new celebration we celebrated pentecost in the old testament it was a part of the harvest feast that was celebrated annually one of the three times a year that all jewish males 21 and above went back to jerusalem it was established and during this celebration when the day of pentecost was fully come They were all with one accord. Notice that they're with one accord in one place. At the Tower of Babel, the people spoke one language. Are you listening? There was unity even in the midst of what they were going through. And if you can ever unify folks, God can do something among us. If we want to see Pentecost again, then we have to be unified. You know what we think. We say, no, no, my roast is on. I got to hurry up and get home. Pastor, don't preach too long now. Come on now. Come on. Give us a break. <laughs> understand that we have to be unified. And if you understand that for 40 days they had been with Jesus and now for 10 days they were shut into this room waiting for God to do something. A 10-day wait period. They stayed They waited, sitting around expecting God to do something. You have to expect God to do something so God can do something for you. I don't believe God's going to do it. I don't see God doing it. I don't trust God to do it. Okay, he's not going to do it. You don't believe, he won't do it. But I dare you to raise the level of expectation, God's going to do it. 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 God's going to work this thing out. God's going to get into this confusion. And he's going to take me to Pentecost. God's going to take me through the road that I have to go through, the road that I have to travel. Because there is a word from the Lord that there's a Pentecostal experience waiting to be fulfilled in my life. Ten days, God, we've been sitting up in this room. We've been at John Mark's mother's house. Ten days, we've been expecting it. Well, you should be ready. You've been waiting for something for ten days. you got a ten-day expectation. Your feelings should be heightened. In fact, you should be able to sense it in the air that God's about to do something. You know, when it's about to rain, there's a smell I begin to smell it and I can smell it and sense that it's going to rain your bones some of us have our bones begin to ache and we can tell by the aching in our bones that there's a storm coming we look and we can see a wind gathering and the leaves moving telling us there's a storm coming I want you to understand the confusion is there the chaos is there the trials is there the temptation is there but there's a stir in the atmosphere. There's a shifting in the atmosphere. There's a smell in the atmosphere. There's an aroma that's going out in the atmosphere. You ever walk into somebody's house and just begin to sniff, and you say, ooh, they cooking meatloaf. Mmm, there's some fried chicken somewhere. How do you know? Because you just smell it. You haven't been upstairs to the kitchen. You haven't peeped in the oven. You didn't look on the stove. But there's a aroma that's in the place that let you know something good is in the oven. There is a aroma of praise and worship in this place that tell me God's about to do something. God is about to cook up something good for us. And my spirit said, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm ready to receive what you have for me. Don't you know somebody can stand and preach a word and because you're not hungry, you won't receive it. You just sit there and critique it from top to bottom. But I dare your spirit to be open. I dare you have that expectation. There's that desire. God, I'm open. I'm willing to hear a word from you. That day was fully come. They were all in one accord, in one place. And suddenly, unrehearsed, unannounced, there came a sound from heaven. Notice the word sound from heaven. Whenever the king comes, the hurler walked in and said, here comes the king. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States, there is a hurl, there's someone going, the bride is coming. There is an announcement announcing that something is about to happen. Ten days of waiting, here is the announcement. There's a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. God's going to make some noise to let you know I'm on my way. I'm about to do something. Behold, I show you a mystery. We're not going to all sleep. But we know at a moment of twinkling out, there's going to be a sound. We're going to hear the trumpet sound to know that something is about to happen. The sound of Pentecost. And suddenly came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And notice that this sound filled all the house where they were sitting. The sound filled the house. I don't know if you've ever been in a tornado or... I don't know, but you've been through some storms and the sound of thunder and the lightning. You could be in the basement in the house, but that sound of thunder fills the house. There was a sound in the house. The house where they were sitting had a sound, a distinct sound of God doing something for them. It filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them, Clothing tongues, like as a fire. Mm. Visualize that, like a little candle on everybody's head. I look behind me, and I see candles, flames flickering on people's head. Oh my my! I look beside me, and I see flames. That's the best I can describe it. <laughs> Flickering on somebody's head. Somebody say, "Oh, oh, their weeds on fire." <laughs> no, don't, don't put it out. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's the fire of Pentecost. You know, that's what we need—a good Pentecostal fire. You said, "No, preacher, just give me the Holy Ghost." But don't give me. You can keep that fire. It gets too hot in here when the fire that fire gets to burning that you know i can feel that fire that fire gets to running up and down my spine and make me move well you couldn't take a coal off the grill and put it in your bosom and just sit still and people wonder why we get so excited when we think about what jesus has done for us you put your hand on some hot coal i don't care how non-emotional you are but when you put that fire in your bosom you're gonna shake you're gonna move. You're gonna open up your mouth. You're gonna say something. When the fire of Pentecost land on you, you're gonna open up your mouth and say something. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. God, I wanna say I thank you for the fire. The fire sat upon them, sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what I like about this? I won't say 90% of them got it or 89% got it, but 100% wanted the Holy Ghost and 100% received the Holy Ghost. 100% was present at Pentecost, 120 to be exact, was present in that upper room and 120 received the Holy Ghost. I don't know how many is in here today, but whoever wants the Holy Ghost it's yours. Yeah. Lord I thank you. He's not discriminating. He's only giving the Holy Ghost to a select. Few, a select individual, only the chosen, only the special, only the VIP. No, no, no. The fire was upon everyone that was present in this place. And I want you to encourage you to, you know, sometimes you got to nudge your neighbor and say, neighbor, the fire is here. The Holy Ghost is here. The tongues are here. The baptism of the Spirit is here. The rushing mighty wind is here. The sound of Pentecost is in this place. So if you want the Holy Ghost, today is your day. Today, I just want you to, I want to be that hurler to let you know the Holy Ghost is here. The Deliverer is here. Jesus is walking the airways, and your blessing is in this house. Your miracle is in your house. Your feeling of the Spirit is in this house today. Oh, by the way, it is Pentecost, right? They tell me when you have a party, there's balloons at a party, there's cake at the party, there's ice cream at a party. I know you go to those nice little watered-down parties, but those real parties, there's some booze at the party. I guess they don't call it booze anymore. I don't know what y'all call it. What you drinking? There's some drinking going on at the party. There's some smoking going on at the party. There's some drugs going on at the party. But you know, this—that's that that type of party. But this is a Holy Ghost party. And at this Holy Ghost party, there's some smoking going on. We ain't hitting no rocks though. There's some drinking going on. These are not drunk as ye suppose. There's some noise going on. You can't calm us down. Because what's going on on the inside is, is spilling over on the outside it's the message that the Holy Ghost has come in this place I know sometimes my praise bother you I know sometimes my noise bother you I know sometimes I need to calm it down and bring it down but honey when you gone through confusion And when you've gone through hell, when you've gone through difficulty, when you've gone through great trials, great sickness, great affliction, when you get into a Pentecostal place, you feel like raising the roof. You feel like lifting your hand. You feel like lifting your voice and giving God what God deserves, and that's praise. I know my praise may bother you, but just let me praise him. Because when I think about where God has brought me from, when I think about the hell hole, he pulled me out. When I think about the ditch, I was stuck in. When I think about the change, he shook off of me. Every once in a while, I get emotional. Every once in a while, I feel like running and nobody's chasing me. I feel like hollowing and nobody's bothering me. I feel like dancing and there is a dance that I can do because God's been good to me. The devil is a liar. He wants to stop the party. You ever hear somebody, calm, calm that down? I tell you, you're going to church, you're making too much noise. You don't have to make all that. It don't take all that. For you, it don't take all that. Just move over there. Give me some space. Because they take all of that and some more. Thank you, Jesus. What God has done for me, he deserved the praise. And this Pentecostal praise for 10 days, we've been waiting, we've been watching, we've been expecting. And finally, the, the guest of honor shows up. We saw the Lord when we saw him hang on Calvary. We saw the cross, we saw the confusion, we saw the blood, and we cried and we mourned for three days. And when we saw him get up out of the grave, we were excited. And for 40 days, we walked with him and talked with him. And then we watched him go up in the air, but he told us not to leave Jerusalem until we be endured with the power from on high. We didn't know how long we were going to stay. But we were determined not to leave until we got just what we came for, which was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to get on one accord. You got to have one mind and one spirit and say, this is my Sunday. This is my day. This is my opportunity. I'm going to seize the moment and I'm going to receive what God has for me. Well, you say, well, preacher, I want you're a little late. I already experienced Pentecost. But you know what? every year they went back to Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost celebration. So just tell me that. If they went back every year, what do you think they did when they got back? We're back in Jerusalem. We're back here. I think they would say, Lord, you gave it to me once, do it again. You feel me once, feel me again. You touch me once, touch me again. You gave it to me once, give it to me again. I know I'm not crazy. I study theology. I know that once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. That's the initial evidence. I got that. But you know, every once in a while, I like to remind the Lord, Lord, I was eight years old. You gave me the Holy Ghost. I just want to know, can you do it again? <laughs> yeah, I was eight years old and I spoke in tongues, but I want to know: can you speak to me again? I open up my heart. I open up my mind. I open up my spirit and say, speak to my heart. Lord Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He'll give you a refill it. You fill that car up with gas. That's wonderful, but you drive that curl, and you know what's going to happen? It's going to get a little low. It's going to get a little low, and if you don't go back and fill it up again, you're going to run out. You've got the initial feeling of the Holy Spirit, and you've been driving that thing, but I want to tell you, it's time to get a refill. It's time, the Lord, to tap you off again, to fill you up again. Uh huh. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues. Notice all filled, all spoke. They spoke, and this, the Spirit gave them the others. And they began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit gave them the others. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together, and they were confounded. They were confused. They didn't understand what was going on. That's not like what happened at the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Are we experiencing the confusion of the Tower of Babel here at John Mark's mother's house? No. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, devout men, every nation. There was some noise abroad. They were confused, but every man heard them speak. In his own language. They wasn't just babbling, but they were speaking the languages of from one, uh, from every nation that was under heaven. Do you see it? Speaking their language. And they said, hmm. And we, because that every man heard them speak his own language, where they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue, our own language, wherein we were born? Parthians, Medes, Immelites, dwellers of Mesopotamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, and Phrygia, and Pamphylia, and Egypt, and parts of Libya, and Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews, and proselytes, creeds, and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues. The wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth these? And others, Mark said, These men are full of new wines. Peter had to make them straight. We're drunk, but not as ye suppose. I want you to get the story straight. This is that which was spoken by the prophet. God said he was going to speak in the last day. We are drunk. We are filled. We are speaking in other languages, but it's not the way you think. Oh, this Russian mighty wind, it filled the house. The Roman filled the house. Okay, so we looked at creation. We looked at the day when the Tower of Babel, uh huh, was confusion was there. We looked at the day of Pentecost, and we're going from chaos to Pentecost, but what about my life? What about my life that was filled with chaos until I ran into Pentecost? What about my mess that became my message? What about my test that became my testimony? Do you see it? Oh, Lord, the Lord took my life. He took my turns. He took my twists. He took my trial. He took the things that messed me up and turned it all around and caused it to work out for my good. Amen. Happy birthday, church. <laughs> let the fire fall. If you want to give us fire, let him represent the fire. If you want to come in by way of the wind, let the wind come in. Happy birthday, church. If you want the water to flow, let the water of Pentecost flow among us. Happy birthday, church. If you want to send the lights, let the light come to represent that the Holy Spirit is here. If you want to send the dove to float among us, let the dove come. If you want to send the tongues of fire, let the tongues come. But however you do it, let's just celebrate yes. Pentecost. Well, it is a party, right? Yep. So where's the cake? Where's the ice cream? Where's the balloon? No, it's not that type of party. It's a party of celebrating from chaos to Pentecost. Aren't you glad that the Lord took the chaos out of your life and gave you a Pentecostal experience, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, preacher, I haven't got it, Well, I have good news for you. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is the day that God wants to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost.
0: You've just heard Bishop Ronald Fraser with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc.org and instagram at christ underscore church underscore inc winning the world for christ was produced by Sando savant media music is provided by the o'neill brothers group you can find more of their wonderful music at www.oneilbrothersgroup.com. we thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.